If you will, to indulge with verbal skill into a scene about the feeble mind of scheme and That's how it was, this is how it is. You got to keep it real when you deal with them Brooklyn. That's how It's Jamila and Tasha and it's Stoop Philosophy. Welcome back. Welcome back. Here we are. Episode three. Tres. This one. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like that. The episode where we talk about ourselves. You're talking to people who don't talk about themselves. Apparently Leo's always talk about themselves. Not you. That's what they say. Not, uh, not you. See, right. Thank you. But dispel the myths, please. I, I, I'll tell the people. <laughs> tell Jay the people. does not talk about herself. I am not self-involved. At all. At so, all. Thank you. Not self-absorbed in all of the adjectives. We just are who we are, and we do what we do. All right, then we're done. Great. Have a great. great day. Good. That, was a, that was a really <laughs> good podcast. Thank you so much, Jay. That You made that so easy. <laughs> so easy. We did a great job. Oh, it's beautiful. Yes concise and to the point that's it people like information and easy to take bites yes that was a morsel <laughs> it's a mini so <laughs> that's not even a <laughs> that was a preview <laughs> that was a preview all right who all are right. who are you who is your daddy what does he do all right <laughs> who, all right so first question we're going to say is what are we listening to this week mm-hmm. so what I'm listening to this week is the EP drop by Chris Classic. Um, he's the nephew godson of Run, oh, and cool. he has been in the music industry for a very long time behind the scenes. He does a lot of like music scores and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, he dropped an album. He's actually a dope rapper, but a lot of people don't know that. No, um, and he is pushing 40 or at 40 and he dropped this a project and i thought it was pretty dope cool the name of the project is called sauce drip perk lit no cap happy now um okay because he said he felt like a lot of the rap rappers and songs that have come out all have those words in them. Oh, geez. So he said <laughs> he would make it the title of his project, but actually not use the words At like, all. in the project. So, so it's there, but it's not it's there. there, but it's not there. <laughs> so he just wanted to, you know, say say it so everybody would say, okay, I said it now. Let's move on to the project. Yes. Words. So that's why it's the title of the project. But it's actually pretty dope if you get a chance to listen to it. The artist's name is Chris Classic. Chris Hit him Classic. up. I love it. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm listening to. That's what I've been. I had on repeat. Oh. And um, the Amores, their uh single mm-hmm. that came out um about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. About okay. yeah, we about that called all the time. It's a bop. I like it's it. Bop. It's, it's a bop. bop. My kids it. like it. Of course. <laughs> you know, if you pass the kid test, you win there. Hmm. Good test. Let's mm-hmm. see what I've been listening to. I been listening. I started with Lion Babe because her new album dropped, and then I started listening to Hit the Ceiling for some reason for like days on end. I would wake up in the morning; it's the first song I heard in my head, so I just went with it. And then somehow I moved into Tiana. The um, Keep that same energy by Tiana Taylor. Nice. I'm late, super <laughs> late past. Like the remixes are out, but for some reason, like I, the first time I heard it, I couldn't get into it, and now I'm like I played it for like three days straight. 
So I've been listening to that. Nice. And then I was at work, and well, like, there's this guy that does some, um, oh, what's that, lo-fi music, mm-hmm. DJ Never Ending Story. He had another album come out. So I try not to play that kind of music at work, but I started playing lo-fi because it's, like, wordless but calming. Mm-hmm. And then I started listening to Moses Sumney Incantation yesterday for some reason and had it on repeat. So nice, I had this whole nice. musical journey this week. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, the other thing I've listened to is um, Jack Freeman. Ooh. It's pretty dope. If you if you like grown folks music, that yes. is a grown folks music artist, and his music is for grown folks. If you are grown folks who are trying to make a mix for you and your boo, mm-hmm. the song Lips, I'm telling you, mm. get it. Oh, I'm already following him. Yes, that song right there, Lips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Oh, I think you told me about this before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I play that in the car all the time. I play that on the way home then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Got it locked. I guess, I guess we've wasted enough time. It's time to get into I guess. it. All right. So I'll let you go first. Some, I've been playing some podcasts, but I can't remember all of them. Definitely like the read, and I started listening to, um, oh, there's one about Game of Thrones, but. I'm in and out on that. I have commitment issues, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll start a series, and then I couldn't get into my HBO today, so it's whatever. But, yeah, um, who are we and what do we do? Right. There you go. So, who am I starting? Yep. Because you know what? Because <laughs> you don't want to talk. <laughs> nope. <laughs> do I have to interview you? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I'm Jamila. Um, let's say where I'm from or just what I do. What else? Tell the this people. Is, this, the Tell Genesis the people what you want J. them to know. Um, that's it. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's harder when you have to do it versus right. like just talking to people. And, and, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I am from Brooklyn. Well, I think we already established. Yeah. I grew up in Brooklyn, grew up in Cutting Hill, St. James Place between Fulton and Gates. Um... And I came to Richmond in like '97. Mm-hmm. I'd never planned to stay here. No, but no one plans to stay here. I think some people, in t- my parents, intentionally came here. Mine but I was in too. school when they moved here, so mm-hmm. I kind of came on the back end. Mm-hmm. And I just planned to come for a semester to bring my grades up and go back to school in Georgia. But um, I stayed because I didn't think the school I was in was where I wanted to be. And I felt like VCU was a better, like, microcosm of what world, like, the life really is. I was at an all-girls school, so I transferred. And then I was like, after school, I'll graduate. And then I saw how much rent was here versus New York. And I can get an apartment with, like, you know, 14-foot ceilings for $300, so I stayed. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been here ever since. Nice. And now I still can't get that kind of price. Well, I can't get that price here anymore either. <laughs> Not anymore. And the way they're building it looks like rent is going up crazy. Yeah, gentrification is it's real. The city. They are building so much stuff, and they're like, there's some places on Broad near VCU that are like two thousand dollars. Like, who's paying that? And I've had several people say, "Oh, their parents." And I was like, "Not everybody has parents that are gonna pay two thousand dollars in rent on top of college tuition for them. That's mm-hmm. just ridiculous. You're assuming a lot by doing that." Um, let's see. I was raised by hippies in New York. <laughs> My sister and I say we were raised by neo soul hippies. It's cool. 
we were eating vegan way before everybody else I knew like jumped on a bandwagon. It's okay. Um, let's see. So school, education and such. I used to work uh, in a call center and I was a manager. Well, I guess a team lead mm-hmm. for a credit card company concierge service. And then in the midst of that, I started having panic attacks going to work. And I was like, um, I need that sounds to like a really bad way to start your day. Um, well, well, I didn't go to work till four. Mm-hmm. So I would start the day with like going to the gym and watching. Um, oh, what is that show with the witches? It's on the TV. I used to watch that show. And then I would go to work at 3.30, you know. But on the way to work, I'd have to prep myself and play. I still don't know the name of that Kanye West song. He was like, you should be glad I showed up to the shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's not like the first or second album. And then I would play, I had to play uh, Jay-Z's Can't Knock the Hustle, the Mary J. Blige version mm-hmm. with it. And, and then you would uh, call me and on the way to work. <laughs> Like, so I'm and going like, to work. And, I hate uh, it there. Uh, I hate it so much. But it paid well. I just mm-hmm. didn't see leaving yet. You know, voluntarily, I probably should have. So um, when I saw that I was having these problems and I was having, like, asthma attacks on the way to work, like, the closer I got to work, the less I could breathe. Mm-hmm. I, just, <laughs> I was like, I need to make a change. So I went to massage school. Um, well, I had gone before I got the job. But when I got the job, I didn't finish all my, like, stuff that's to graduate and stuff mm-hmm. so she was like well you can i called the school and she was like well you can you know study on your own to take your exam or you can come back to school and i was like yeah i'm not gonna do the self-study thing so i went back to school um for like six months and in the morning so i'll go to class at like eight in the morning go to work at four and did that for six months and i graduated took my exam and i had a part-time job doing massage and um still working my job so I came into work one day, like a month after I got the part-time job, and they were like, uh, like they let like part of my department go. And I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, oh, yo, you know, you're higher level, you're safe. And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, no. Got my eyes open on y'all. So I came in like a few weeks later, and they let the rest of us go. So I um, was like, okay, well, you know, I was stressed anyway. I'm glad I got that little job. And it wasn't intending to do anything with it. So I tried to find another job in the same field doing the same thing. But when it was time to do like those personality tests, mm-hmm. I could not do it. For whatever reason, I just couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> I, you know, like I know how you want me to answer versus how I should answer. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't care for customer calls and they need help. Like, screw <laughs> that. Now you know it's time to go. I was like, yeah, this might not be for me anymore. This might not work out. And I kept applying for jobs. It was like, I guess, during the economic downturn at the same time. So I was applying for jobs. I could, I wasn't getting, I got like two answers in like eight to nine months. I could only find a job in D.C. And I didn't want to move and I didn't want to travel to go to work. So like once the unemployment was getting lower or coming to the end after a year, I was like, okay, let me try to find a spa job and see what I can do with that. So I looked on Craigslist and I found a job at a day spa and I stayed there for like five years. Nice. So I realized I could go to work in a nice quiet room and it was like dim light. And the biggest problem I had was if the laundry was done <laughs> and what time my schedule started. And I was able to work like four days a week and almost make the same kind of money I was making before. Right. That's so nice. I ended up transitioning and now I'm a full-time massage therapist and she's great. If you're ever in Aww, Richmond, please find her. <laughs> please 
because once a month I make my way. She makes her way. Yes. Her way makes itself to me. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or I'll just send a text like a SOS, like, hey Jay, I need you to come to the house. No, she just stop by like my shoulder. Uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> like, what or did I'll you do stop now? by and yeah, yeah, stop by and say, um, mm fix like, it. Are you meditating? Or take a deep bath, like Epsom salt. Yes, are I do all the things, but you know, yoga. <laughs> It's a little stressful. It's a little stressful this A little life. bit. Your job is stressful, but you know, it's yeah. cool. And my children go to Jay as well. They Thank call you. and say, Auntie Jay, can you please come <laughs> and give me a massage? Um, she's been massaging my children since pretty much they were born. Mm-hmm. And um, they they know. And when I say, well, are you stretching? Oh, I should stretch because yes. I know Auntie Jay is going to ask me if I stretch. You're right. People lie to me every day. It's and fine. <laughs> <laughs> So they know what they know what to do. They know what they're supposed to do, and they know how to stretch and do all the things because they've been taught well. Aww. Now I have to remind them to do it so that when they do get to Auntie J, Auntie <laughs> J doesn't say, "Hey, why are your hips so tight? Like, what have you like, been what doing? What are you doing? You're only ten. Like, what's like, going right. on in your life? <laughs> where, where, where are you holding your stress? Why? Why are you so stressed? Right. I notice a lot. Like, I massage my uh, massage. I massage. <laughs> <laughs> I massage my nephews too, and I taught my nephew to massage his brother. And <laughs> I'm always like, "Why are you so stressed? Like, why are your shoulders so tight? Is school really that stressful? Like, is your life Appa- apparently really that it is. Apparently it is. I don't know. I spoiled them too because I massaged my my oldest nephew, and his dad tried to massage him once, and he was like, oh, "You don't do it like Auntie J." <laughs> See. <laughs> See, I was like, oh, no, I've ruined them. And then when he used to come to the job, to, my sister works at the spa now. She's the manager. And so she <laughs> would bring him by, and we had some time. I gave him a facial once. He was like, stop doing it. I was like, why? You need to know how to take care of yourself. You will mm-hmm. not say that Auntie J didn't show you how what good life is. <laughs> she started your self-care journey. Early. Early. You have to. I believe in it. With these children, you have to because apparently there's some stressful crap going on in elementary school. What is happening? I don't know. Besides lunch and recess. <laughs> Look, in Virginia, they have that SOL testing, oh, so yeah, those okay. kids are stressed. I take it back. Okay? They are yeah, stressed. That's real. Because they, they, the standards of learning testing that goes on in the state is very stressful. It's very um, particular. Mm. And... It is like life or death for these children because they feel like if they don't pass it, they don't pass the grade. They can have an A in the in all of their subjects, but if they don't pass that SOL, it could literally push them to have to do summer school or repeat a are grade. You serious? Yeah, like SOLs are like very serious. Why are they that serious? I, I don't feel uh, like the Regents test we took. Regents test wasn't before. that demanding. I feel like maybe in high school it probably was, but elementary school we took some kind of test i don't remember what we they took, were like iowa test no we didn't take the iowa test we took something else i don't remember what it was called but i remember doing like the reading comprehension mm-hmm. and all the other stuff mm-hmm. so that's how i know how to read i wish some of y'all took the open court method because i could tell <laughs> y'all did not learn reading comprehension that's a, yeah there's a <laughs> lot of that going how to around find the clues in the in the paragraphs yeah context clues are not a high point me and my kids we we struggle through homework that has to do with context clues. And I'm like, Lord have mercy. That and Common Core just sends me What is Common Core? Left. That Common Core math that they do where regular math just requires a plus sign 
and numbers. Mm -hmm. Theirs is you take this, you put it here, hold it for later. Then you take this, you put it here, you hold it for later. You do a bunch of stuff and then you bring them back. And it's, it's really ridiculous. So I told my kid's teacher, look, my kid's going to do regular math. I don't care what you guys do, but I have taught them regular math. And guess what? It's always right. I mean, it's supposed to be right. Math is not Common Core, you added like 17 steps to something that should have took in two. So I was trying to explain it to me, and she was saying, like, you just group it. So, like, if fives or tens are easy for you to do. She said this is the way pretty much how she does math in her head. I am not that person. But it kind of helped me when she explained it like that. Nope. The first time I saw, I looked at one of the teachers online. It was like. Uh, common core for parents. Oh. So I found this this video and he was going over. He does it by grade. So I'm like, okay, my child's in the third grade. Let's get this. And I was like, what the? No, no. First grade level. <laughs> you gotta uh, start from the beginning. I said, wait, why are you putting the number over there? Like, what? I was like, I can tell you the answer by looking at it, but why am I taking this and putting it there? Is it rounding And then up? grouping and then doing this and then bringing it back. Oh no, no. I don't got time for it. Honestly, I don't. It's supposed to make it easier. So I told my children, you guys are going to learn the regular way. You got to learn both ways. No. The regular <laughs> way. See, parents like you are the problem. <laughs> You're going to, but is it right? But is it right? Yes. It is it right less stressful than the common core? Okay, but then yes. that's, 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 that's why they're stressed. <laughs> right. It's like, less, like, I don't, I don't need like to stress to you my out. Numbers. Okay. Like, it's stressing me out that you're stressed out. Like, we can't no, all be stressed. We can't all be stressed. It's ridiculous. Mm. it's ridiculous anyway back so, to you jay back to me ah okay so that's my occupation i have my own well i used to work for a bunch of people um worked at a day spa for five years and then went to another small office and she drove me crazy and when i started having that feeling like i had at the office i was like nope can't stay i know what the signs are now and so i opened up my own office about two three years now uh two three years ago now um, I'm in my second office because the first building closed. And with this, all this urban sprawl and what do we call it? Mm-hmm. Gentrification going on. They keep turning all the buildings into apartments. Mm-hmm. And they turned my office building into an apartment building. So it's really hard to find like small office space for some reason. But I have a really cool office um, in Lakeside, if you're ever in Richmond. And um, give them the name of your spa. Unwind massage. And I do massage and skincare. So facials and aesthetics. She's an esthetician. I'm an esthetician. I'm a licensed esthetician and massage therapist. And I and went to school and took my exams for both of those. And I need to go get my master license. And I used to work with this guy in the building who was a hypnotist. He's trying to convince me to become a hypno-massage therapist. Um, After Get Out, I took a pause. But now since Get Out has passed, I think you people forgot. And I don't have to go to y'all. I will go to the people who need me. But um, I'm thinking about it. Add it to my uh, hippie repertoire. <laughs> but uh, what else do I do? Um, I help run an open mic here in Richmond called Op- Open Mic. Called Open Mic. <laughs> it's called Tuesday Verses. Um, it was started by my god sister about 17 years ago. Um, and when she passed away, her mom asked me to help take it over. So I help run that. I do not do that alone. Uh, it's a lot. It's very stressful at times. I need a <laughs> massage. Um, <laughs> it's a lot. A lot of creative personalities. All in one space. In a big pot jumbled up. 
everybody's trying to be a chef sometimes. Um, but no, it's good. We, the, that's a place of respite and refuge for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's creative actually home how for Jay a lot and of I us. met. It is. Yes. We should have met a long time ago, though. We should have. We'll get back to that. Yes. <laughs> there is a story within the story it's that we didn't find out until we started talking to each other originally. Yeah, that is weird. It's still weird. <laughs> yes, yes. Our, our six degrees of separation it's was like actually two. two. <laughs> Maybe even one. <laughs> was actually two. Yeah. But we had kind of orbited around each other for, for years. years and had never <laughs> met each other. It was ve- and I mean, like not like years, like adult years, like Mm-mm, as children, like, we nice. orbited around each other Thank for God. a very long time. <laughs> right. Like a long time. And we just had never met one another. I'm sure we must have seen each other at some point. (laughs) Right. Like we probably saw each other. Like didn't know who the other one was. Didn't know. Like, you know, if I was ever riding the train or whatever, you know, I probably bumped into Jay and just don't know. I've seen you a million times. Right. (laughs) Especially if you were on the A and the C train, you definitely saw me. Definitely. Yeah. Then you definitely saw me. Yeah. Especially going to school. Absolutely. You saw me. That's hilarious. (laughs) You have another level to this. Right. <laughs> if you ever got on the B25 or the A and the C yes. train, that's exactly how wow. you would have seen me. <laughs> <laughs> Going to school, like you would have seen me. That is crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's Walking what I'm saying. Walking up and down Fulton Street. Going to, yeah. I must have seen you at the Whiz or something at some yes. point nobody at the motels next door. Biz, nobody <laughs> beats the Whiz. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So let's see what else. I do that versus I uh, write and I sometimes sing. Um, sometimes. Sometimes I sing. I It's funny. I was afraid to start doing anything. So I wrote poetry that was comfortable and I always wanted to sing. So I would do the poetry and then do songs with the poetry, hopefully that one day, hopefully that one day I would be more comfortable just sing by myself. But somehow it's just morphed into this singing poetry thing. So... <laughs> It works. it works. But it works. But it works. Um, do that. I um, make butters and body wash. Body butters. Body butters and scrubs and such. Um, what else? I just started experimenting making massage body butter for work. So I saw a lady making some on YouTube. And I was like, why would I spend $20 when I got five pounds of shea butter in my kitchen? Right. And they so, work. And they work. It's, it's actually pretty good. Most people like it. And it works better than the massage lotion. I don't know why. This is my 10th year doing massage. <laughs> I don't know why I just, I don't know. I think I must have tried shea butter before, but I just got back into trying it again, like all the way. So mm-hmm. I made some lemongrass butter to start. Nice. I might have to start making some. Um, what else? I do that. My dad's trying to convince me to get back into design work and freelance writing. And I've been like putting my feet in the sand. He was like, you need to pray to God and ask him for directions. So <laughs> I actually bought a freelance writing class for myself for New Year's. For New Year's. Mm-hmm. And I bought a bunch of classes on Udemy that I'm supposed to be taking. So we'll see. I kind of want to start a virtual assistant side business, helping people like redo their websites and social media marketing and like easy web design. So I've helped like my brother and some friends and stuff. So I do all kinds of creative things. Um, have I missed anything? I used to dance. I don't dance anymore. People don't dance no, no more. more. All they do is this. <laughs> I used to be in a choir. I was in a gospel choir before. People find that amazing sometimes. I don't think I'm that much of a heathen. People seem surprised that I was in a gospel group. Um, 
I think that's good. Cool, cool, cool. That's enough. Okay. Keeps me busy. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Um, I guess it's my turn. All right. It's my turn. So, my name is Tasha. Hi, Tasha. What's up? What's up? Welcome. Um, East Flatbush, New York Ave between Glenwood and Farragut. Ah. Um. Also spent time on Lefferts between Classen and Franklin Ooh. and um, at my aunt's house and then she moved and then so uh, she's on Green Ave in bed so you know we were around mm. and you know I still have people and places and things all over Brooklyn me too and um, yeah um, my dad's in Brooklyn my dad's in Flatbush Huh? My dad's in Flatbush. Yeah, Flatbush is a good place to be. It's, it's where all the cultures collide. Definitely. They all collide in Flatbush. If you've ever been to Flatbush, never been to Flatbush, make your way to Flatbush and you'll see Cultural. every type of culture that you could think of in it's one there. place. It's, it's amazing. In general, in Brooklyn, it's that way. Yeah, but definitely. Flatbush is definitely like a... a a microcosm of all the cultures like, like slammed together in West one Indian place. Yes. On the same place. It, it's like it's all everybody's there. Um so yeah, so if you ever go out there you'll see what I'm talking about. Um what do I do for work? Not what I do for a living, but what I do for work. Because what I do for a living is breathe oxygen. Um what I do for work. Currently I am a rehabilitative counselor in the only um, youth prison in the state. And um, yeah, that's what I do for work right now. It's a combination of um, therapeutic work and case mm -hmm. management. Uh, the state of Virginia has a lot of statutes and, and, and laws to cover young people when they find themselves in the pipeline and they allow for time to get checked by the judge basically so mm -hmm. if a young man or young woman gets sentenced or committed as they say it gets committed to um any type of youth uh confinement mm -hmm. that they actually for any length of time over a two-year period the state has requirements that at the two-year mark they get checked by the judge to see their progress and what they have done and accomplished in that two years, and then the judge will make a decision of whether or not they need to remain in confinement or they can move on and go home and have community-based programming, therapy, life coaching, substance abuse relapse treatment, things like that. Um, and my job is basically to make sure that they get all of the services that they need while in care and then help to get the services in the community set up before they leave. Hmm. Um, so that's what I do currently. Um, I've been doing this for about two years. I actually love my job. Right. Um, I love the youth that I work with. Mm -hmm. uh, I love the conversations that we have because I get to keep it as real as possible with these young people and it's it's beneficial for me and them um and I teach a lot I co-facilitate and or facilitate a lot of groups with mm -hmm. them so we get a lot of like face-to-face -face time and um 
they're the kids I work with are great. Like I really don't have any complaints about them. I have no complaints about, um, you know, every day is a different day because you're dealing with teenagers. Mm. Um, because on campus, the youngest that we can have on campus is 13. Wow. And the oldest that we can have can be 20 years old, 364 days. Um, wow. cause that's one of the state things where at on their 21st birthday, if they have been, uh, committed also to the Department of Corrections, they wake up on their 21st birthday in DOC. Whoa. Um, I think that's a harsh reality to wake yeah. up on your 21st birthday in DOC, but <sighs> that is the way that they have it set up. Um, so during the time period for however long that they're with us, um, we just make sure they get the services that they need. Um, we provide wraparound services, school, all these things there for them allow them the opportunity to get their GET, GED or diploma. And then if they choose to go to college, we actually have a program on campus that allows them to start college while they're with us as well, whether they're going to D- DOC or not. Oh, okay. Um, but once they get to DOC, what happens with the, the school? The school, it, it they can continue okay. in DOC, but a lot of the times they don't have the case management doesn't always allow for them to stay on the path as soon as they get to DOC. Mm. Sometimes there's a pause. Mm-hmm. We we try not to have that pause, but mm-hmm. on occasion there's a yeah. pause. Um, but for the most part, we just get them prepared for life just in a confined space, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, uh, that's about it. I mean, that's what I currently do pr- prior to working there. I was the program manager of a mental health support um, company. Mm-hmm. Um, we had offices in two different areas in the state, and I would go back and forth between the offices, making sure that the uh, mental health counselors dealing with youth and adults were you know, doing what they needed to do. Um, I learned how to, to audit by state standards, so I was able to go in and audit for the company and also did some outside auditing for some other companies here and there. Um, and I, I enjoyed that job as well, but I had to leave for a lot of reasons, so many reasons. reasons. (laughs) And so I, I I chose to resign at that point. Uh, before that, what did I do before that? Um, I was working at a mental health support company. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did that for five years before I became a program manager at one, I did that for five years. I did some um, consulting on the side with some people who had just started mental health support companies um, and getting their uh, employees trained, things like that. Mm-hmm. I did that. I trained a lot of employees and people who do the work now still. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then prior to that, I did like group homework and things like that. But before I even went into Um, the human services, social services realm. I actually worked in corporate America, which is very strange (laughs) that (laughs) I was very, it's just weird that I worked in that area. Um, The job actually fell into my lap. A friend of mine uh, was leaving the job because she had gotten a better job somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I had just moved back to New York and she was like, hey, I'm leaving my job. Do you want it? Okay. (laughs) And I was like, huh? (laughs) Like, you just just gonna just give, give me the job, and she was like, "Yeah, you don't even have to interview. They just really? want to meet you." Like they Are literally, you I did not do an interview. Look at God. I I went in to meet the director of the department, 
And that was it. I sat down with her for about 20, 25 minutes. And I guess it would be like an informal interview, I guess. But it really, it wasn't. She was more like asking me questions about um, my background, where I went to school and things like that. But it was never. And then she was like explaining what the job actually entailed. Mm -hmm. Because basically what it was, I started off as the clerk of the accounts receivable department Mm -hmm. for, because I'm not going to say the name of the company. For a company that does, uh, what's the word I want to say? I I know I did. They do the rating system that most TV ratings are done on. That Mm -hmm. company is responsible for that. But they also are responsible at that time for over 70 business to business magazines. And the business, the bigger of the business to business magazine is also has an award show that comes with it (laughs) and it also had um like um concerts that were sponsored by them and conferences that were sponsored by them um we handle all of that stuff too yeah we handled everything that had to do with advertisement for all of the entities between the business to business and for the award show concerts or whatever else that went on any Mm -hmm. advertising that was done whether it be in pamphlets whether it be on the jumbotron all of that we were the ones that made sure that these advertisers paid their bills um and i was the clerk for the department and it was my main job was to make sure that invoices went out Mm -hmm. and make sure that when invoices and monies came in that we knew where the money came from and just checking to make sure the wire transfers made came through and all the things like that um eventually in that job i was promoted after like six or seven months Mm -hmm. to an actual uh uh what's the name of the title corporate business collections or something Mm -hmm. like that it was the name of the 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 job and after getting promoted into that job i actually handled um a portfolio of uh, of more than a million dollars of advertising for major companies things like that and i did that for about three and a half years okay, and then that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and i and during that time i got married i met my husband there we got married <laughs> and had a baby and at the end of my tenure there they decided to sell off our department to India mm-hmm. and they actually had a lot of the people who would be running the department come over from India and we had to train them I and I know. said hell no okay and so <laughs> I, like I said oh <laughs> hell no I'm not doing that not and I was it was very because it was <laughs> announced on what's the word I want to say it was announced to us after it had already made the news <gasps> nice that's how we found out what happened like we didn't like we had been hearing rumblings Mm -hmm. but they never would confirm or deny anything and so we heard it came on the news like that morning and then they came to us and was like oh yeah by the way we're like don't worry we heard it on the news thanks Thanks." for being proactive so About three or four months later is when the people from India came over and I was like, yeah, no, not going to do this. And so we myself and my husband, we both resigned. Did he have to? He didn't have to. Um, His department wasn't being taken over at that time, but it was coming. It was coming. And so we we resigned and then we moved 
to Virginia. See, Virginia has this weird pull to people. Right. It's and and my husband was like, me. and my husband was at the point where he was like, yeah, I'm ready for suburban mm-hmm. life. I'm ready for all of that. And so we moved to Virginia. Um, my daughter was like nine, ten months old, I think, when we mm-hmm. moved. Um, no, she was like eight months. Eight months when we moved. And so um, she's pretty much grown up here. And my youngest one was actually born here as well. So, you know, it was, it's, I've done some things in my <laughs> life. I've done some things, you know, for a while. I, I lived, you know, uh, the poet life. <laughs> I did that for a number of years. I traveled for open mics up and down the East Coast. I had done shows and all over the place. I had done shows, um, New York, Philly, D.C., Baltimore, um, a couple That's times in North Carolina. Circuit. Um, is there a name for that circuit and that poetry circuit? I don't know. Like I've I've done a lot. I've done you know New York. I've done a lot of places. Jersey, look at you, Connecticut. I'm, like I think it was words. it was like at that time it was like you know the tail end of like the Love Jones. Everybody <laughs> had started a, a vibe somewhere. <clears throat> had started an open mic somewhere, and it was just it was, was like everywhere. It, yeah, it was it was kind of like you know it was at that time the vibe was so dope because yeah. everybody was doing it because they loved it. Mm-hmm. There was no monetizing like they're doing now, and like people weren't dropping like CDs and like books every CDs. five minutes well, and things like. Minutes, I mean, people had CDs. Had so I remember much, everybody you could yeah. buy their stuff on CD Baby, but you know at this point. It was more of a you come to hear it. Mm-hmm. If they had like a chat book, that was the one. Chat yeah, books was like dope. Everybody one. had a chat book, <laughs> and you know everybody had like something that they were were selling. But it wasn't like you know a astronomical amount of money. It was like three four dollars. You could get you a chat book mm-hmm. that was like maybe thirty pages long, and it was Kinkos, right? And they made it at Kinkos, <laughs> and they made their money back, you know, in a night. But mm-hmm. you know, at that time, I think. It was it was easier to kind of move around from state to state mm-hmm. and you meet people here, there and everywhere. And then you get invited. Oh, we're having a festival or we're having a, a, a open mic here, there and everywhere. Hey, all right, I'll come. I'll come. And a lot of times they'll pay you like $50 for coming. And, and that was yeah, it. No. But you <laughs> re- I really didn't. And a lot of the times when I went, I didn't even accept money. Oh, really? A lot of the times people were like, oh, here's I'm like, no, nah, y'all keep it. Y'all got it. Y'all got to keep this going. Oh, so it wasn't it, for me. It wasn't about the money. Like, uh, uh, get on the hop on the Greyhound or the Chinese bus, and I could get there for cheap anyway. Like, it's not hurting my pockets to come. Job, right? I had a job because <laughs> those other people, right? Other people yeah. for a living, right? They don't have a job, and like I was doing it. Like that was my little side hustle money. Yeah. Like it wasn't like my main job, and so my main job. A lot of the times, I could work from home and do poetry stuff. And then, you know, be on my way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially when I was pregnant, like, they came to the house and set me up. It was like, here, you can work from home. And I was like, boom, oh, I cool. can do that. And I can, like, <laughs> you know, figure some things out and, you know, write some more and do all these kind of things. But, you know, I, I did that for a little while. And Jay and I met here at Tuesday Versus yeah. um, around the time that it had started because a friend of mine, hey, Dana, um, <laughs> a friend of mine had actually – invited me to come she was like oh there's this um new poetry thing that i heard about because she was going to vcu at the Mm -hmm. time and she was like yeah i heard about this thing so you know do you want to come and the first time she invited me i was like no i'm good she was (laughs) like no she was like no you got you got to start sharing your stuff here that i was like yeah yeah yeah, dana all right cool and then (laughs) i came finally and it was probably like 
Versus had been open no more than maybe three or four months at the time that I came the first time. Hmm. And when I came, Lorna came and was like, she know how Lorna is when she don't know you. She'll introduce herself, boom, off top, like, <laughs> hey, I'm Lorna. This is my spot, da 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 whatever, whatever. And I was like, hey. How you doing? What's up? <laughs> and so we started talking, and, and, you know, we found out we're both from Brooklyn. So, you know, that was an instant connection mm-hmm. right there. And then it moved on to, I don't know, how many months later that you showed up and she was like, oh, let me introduce you to my sister. And I was like, hey. And I, and I don't even remember the exact, like, interaction. But I know that's how it happened. Yeah, and it was, it just happened. And, oh, she's from Brooklyn, too. Oh, I think yeah. We the couch. It might have been. It might have been. It might have been. Um, because there was a couch in the back. And what had started happening is... I had gotten to the point where I started coming every Tuesday. But what I would do is I would come early so I could, there was a couch in the spot. And I used to, I'm going to sit on the couch because I don't want to sit on them chairs. So I would come. Right. The couch crew. The couch crew. And I would come (laughs) sit on the couch. And I would sit there and like, she used to have like dope music playing. And I would just like be writing or whatever or editing, whatever I was doing at the time. And then Lorna was like, yo, you keep coming here mad early. I'm going to start putting <laughs> put you, you to work. work. And I was like, uh, what does that mean? So we had those like little magnet sticky words and the things like magnets. that. The, po- yeah. the poetry magnets. I used to put that out on the tables. We used to light incense and, and light the candles. <laughs> make sure the chairs were where they needed to be. Like as soon as I walked in, she was like, hey, Todd, just what I need you to do. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> All right, Lorna, I got you. I Dang. Got you. you know what I'm saying? And um. After a while, it got to the point where I was doing the door, I was doing this, <laughs> I was doing that, and I was just, it just was. And, you know, I would perform as well. And um, after a while, I think I had got disillusioned, I think, with a lot of things that were going on in the poetry world itself, because there was a lot of drama. There was a lot. There was a lot of drama in the poetry world at that time. There was baby mama and baby daddy and baby maybes and it was a lot going on and i was like yeah the vibe has changed for me Mm. and so i am going to bid you adieu and i'm out and i kind of like walked away for a little while and i had moved back to new york and i had done you know doing what i was doing up there i would come down every now and again and sit in, but I wouldn't perform anymore. And then Lorna called me one day and was like, no, I need you to come down. I need you to feature. I need you to come and feature. <laughs> and I was like, Lorna, come on. And she was like, nah, Tasha, I need you to come. <laughs> I was like, all right. Okay. Uh, so I came and did my little feature thing. She tried to give me money, and I was like, no. Uh-huh. Um, I was like, Lorna, you don't have to give me money. Like, it's not that deep. Like, I did this for you. And, you know, been, you know, down with the crew ever since. Ever like, since. we've been, we've been, you know, vibing. And Jamila and I, I don't know what it was, but it was like a, a kindred spirit. We yes. kind of just connected and it just always has been. <laughs> uh, since we met, literally, I don't remember a time where us never not talking to each other. No. We talked through everything. When I was working at that corporate company. <laughs> we talked every day. <laughs> we talked every day. Like we emailed all day long and we Back or she'd call me it, things like that. Um when Juicy J and the the when they won that uh Oscar, I answered oh, my phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard out here for a pimp. 
and Jay laughed so hard. It was hilarious. I called my mother was not as amused when she called me. But, you know, like it, it was one of those things where, you know, we talked to each other every day. We used to write together. But even though we were not together, we wrote together. Yeah. She would write something, email it to me. What do you think? And I would say, boom, change this, do this. And then I would write a response to what she said. And like we have like. Mm. one or two poems that are like they're actually meant yeah. to go together but people have never heard well no we said we did it one time right i think we did it once one time where we did, we did one of the poems together and it was like the first time people even knew that there was a second part to <laughs> the poem they had always heard jay's <laughs> part but they didn't know that i actually had a part in response and it was kind of like oh man how come y'all never performed that together before because because <laughs> It's what it is. It is what it is. But yeah, so Jay and I have been together for seventeen years. Long. Seventeen years, yeah. So we've been we've been rocking and vibing. We have been talking about this podcast idea for the last like two well, years. Uh, no, it was longer that long. than that. Has it been really? <laughs> yes, it was longer you than know two what? years. When I was thinking about it, I was thinking about how back then, because I was in my first apartment on Boulevard, mm-hmm. and I'll be talking to you on the computer in the back room, mm-hmm. and p- p- podcasts were coming out then, yes, and then they kind of like faded. Right, like podcasts were like a boom situation. Yeah. Everybody was doing one, then it kind of faded out it where faded people were away. realizing that it either took too much time to do or too much, or uh, equipment, too much equipment or too expensive to continue. Mm-hmm. So people's podcasts that were doing well kind of fell off, and then now with the recent surge of it, we're like, yo, if we don't get on it now, we're not going to do it. No. So we decided we needed to get on it because every time we had tried, because Jay and I actually had started doing like practice runs oh, of, 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 of doing a podcast. We had done practice runs for months. And then, because <laughs> I had like the equipment at my house and we had been recording at the house. And it, we, yeah, we bought mics. <laughs> we did like, we had all the stuff to do it, but it was kind of like our schedule's always like we're off and it was it was just hard to do like we couldn't get our schedules to match up for a couple years <laughs> and it, it really was a, a couple years right. and then we were like hey we can do it now let's get it done let's stop playing games I was like okay exactly <laughs> let's just do it you're right we've been talking about this <laughs> we've been talking about this for a while and then we had talked about um possibly doing like a youtube thing we had done a lot of things like when lorna was here like we had talked about you know, putting Tuesday verses on YouTube and like doing interviews with poets and things like that. That's an idea that we're still probably going to, you know, do. But, yeah. you know, we had done a lot of that, you know, uh, before. So we felt like it was the right time to just get it done. It's a good time. Yeah, I, I think we did a great job. Aww. So, yeah. <laughs> we finally did it. We finally did it. It's like the collective's like, wait, I'm not being lazy. I'm just really busy. Right. I'm going to start a business in the meantime because I can't find a job. <laughs> right. Like, I need a new job. <laughs> so we just kept, you know, creating and doing, and, and now we're here now. We're here. So, it, can, it can be done. Right. I'm so very proud this of is, us. <laughs> right. <laughs> We actually didn't let the moment pass. We no, allowed, we allowed ourselves to go and be vulnerable and be in that in that moment. <laughs> so yeah, we did a great job. I think we oh. we did what we were supposed to do, and you know, we'll continue and that's, to flourish. Absolutely, and this is what we are you know doing right now. So um, now you know about us. Now you know. Now you know. Now people know who we are. I guess. I guess. You know, there's, you so, know, there's so much details more details. Really you know, if you have a question, ask. You're welcome to ask. Yeah, ask Depending a question. Depending on the question, I Hit will answer. Up. 
Yes, hit us up. <laughs> Hit us up. We can we can answer your questions. You know, go on uh, our Instagram page, Stoop Philosophy, spelled all the way out, um, and hit us up. Yes. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you're hearing. Let us know what works, what's not working. We can change um, it. We know the first two episodes weren't always weren't going to be the best, but, but we're getting better as we're going somewhere. along. Right. That's all I'm and, saying. And that's exactly where what we are you were. doing? <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to make sure that we can still put out the content and let it allow it to get better with time. We're allowing so. room for growth. Yes. <laughs> yes. Growth. <laughs> um, we need that. That's good. Growth is good. Um, our episode four, I don't know what we're going to do, but mm-hmm. I do, I did want to talk about dating in your thirties. Mm-hmm. And I have two people that I wanted to bring on who are willing to come on. Oh. So we were going to talk about mm. that. It should be really interesting. That should be interesting. Um, Cause I've had some interesting conversations with both individuals ah. recently. And I'm like, yeah, I think they need to come it's on. Time for you to it's spew your it's guts time for you us. to spill your guts. <laughs> um, because like I said, I don't know what it, is like to date in my 30s because I was married. Um, Lucky you. So I don't know what that is. So to like to hear it from other people. um, Are they still dating? They're dating. Both of them are single and dating. Um, Both of them are very, they're both professional ladies. Okay. Um, One is a little bit older than the other. One is 37 and the other is 32. Going to be thirty five, like the mid and the middle. Yeah, the and and they're both not having good times. I dating. don't know too many people who are having a good time dating. And part of it is the issue of standards. Um, people don't want you to have standards. They would I... like you not to have standards, so they can do as much fuckery as possible. Well, and see, then, like, I don't want. Radar. I don't. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I want to have a really good, positive outlook on all of this. Right. But I have dated in my 30s, definitely. And um, I can't say it's always been the best. I mean, Couch Dude was your 30s. I think I've had several Couch Dudes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yeah, Couch Dude was my 30s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Couch Dude was your 30s. He up and got married and at 40 just to some random chick. It was just really weird. They do with it. Uh, it's just heard. pick somebody who's going to deal with your shit, I think, pretty much. Right. And I think for, for the two ladies that I'm talking about, both of them are very well educated, um, very much go-getters. They mm. do it on their own. They are very much, they make their own money, spend their own money. They travel. They're doing, you know, all those things. And I think. That's the problem. The issue is the independence is, is, is what they need, but I don't right. know that men can handle that at this age if you they um, should be handling it but apparently not a lot of them to, can but what i think they're probably encountering is what i've encountered is a lot of man children mm. who need to be raised and coddled and mm. so meeting a woman who is has standards and is already at a level that they're not at is intimidating all right so episode four should be good mm. guys um but yeah thank you so much for tuning in to episode thank three you. of the stoop philosophy welcome uh, again, hit us up Instagram, Twitter, all the things. Stoop philosophy. Um, yep, stoop philosophy. The stoop philosophy on Twitter has no vowels in the philosophy part. Yes. So it says P H L. If you're gonna follow us there, S-P-H-Y. just make sure there's why there's no vowels in philosophy. Yes. Um, stoop philosophy spelled all the way out on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Hit us up if you have any questions, show ideas, things like that. Let us know. Let us know what's working, what's not working. 
Stupephilosophy at gmail.com. Yes. Email us email us as well. You can email us. We like letters. <laughs> I wanna see a letter or two. A letter an actual well, in the I mean, mean an email. An email. Email. An email. Yeah. Um, that's about <laughs> it. So thanks for tuning in. Jay, Thank any you. final thoughts? Um No. Drink your water. Keep stretching. Mind your business. Mind your business. Take a moment to breathe and make sure you're breathing from your belly and not your chest. Right, you know, right, right, important. right. Take a deep breath of two in and two out when you feel like you're getting stressed. And I can give you my radio voice if you need to calm down. Yes, radio <laughs> voice is great. It's also, it's also calming, also calming. Well, that's good. I hope you guys have a great week. Yeah, have a great week. Yeah. Eat your vegetables. Yes, please do that. <laughs> There's too many y'all adults out here just... I don't eat. I don't eat vegetables. I drink water, which is very strange. Yeah, yeah. I had a friend who peed like neon orange because she didn't drink mm. uh, water in college, and it was very bad. Are like her kidneys, kidneys were shutting down. Yes. yes, I had to take her to the ER, oh. and like her mom is a flight attendant, had the call in the air to let her mom know like she's, she's going to the ER, and like her kidneys are about to shut down. We don't want to like do it that. was really it was really bad. Like, and she was like, "Hey, Tosh, can you come to the bathroom with me?" Nah, girl, why? When <laughs> said, nah, girl. <laughs> why? <laughs> why are we going in the toilet? And she was like, "That just came out of me." I'm like, "Uh, that is not good. That's not good." And I have a stranger college bathroom story for you. Oh, gosh. Mm. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Th- that was my only college bathroom one, except for my freshman year. I was next door to the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> so I heard everybody's everything. No, thanks. And things that people should not be doing in bathrooms. Oh. I heard that, too. You little nasties. Ooh. Mm. I heard all that. All oh, no. We had bathtubs in my college. I went to Wesleyan College in Macon, We actually Georgia. did. We had one bathtub, bathtub. in the col- in in the bathroom. Yep, we had one. And I was like, I never took a bath there. I no, think. we Maybe used to once. have girls that used to go in there and like take baths, like always like super late at night, of and course. you could hear it. I think like, that's filling when I took up. <laughs> You could always hear them like filling up, and I used to be like, that's so nasty. Well, taking a bath at night. Taking a bath in college in a college dorm room bathroom. Oh. I went to a small school. We had maids that came and cleaned the bathrooms every day. So No, we did Our not have that. That's nasty. Then. We did not have. I got, I got a rash my freshman year that I had Ooh. to come home to get looked at because somebody was being nasty in the bathroom and not cleaning up after themselves. <laughs> you see your face. And I, I, my mom was like, what is this rash? <laughs> Mommy, this? I don't know. No, no, no. What is that rash on your neck? <laughs> mom, no. It's not what you think, mom. Maybe we should Gosh. tell people the other commonality that we have. Our parents are both West Indian. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I am 100% upbringing. West Indian. 100. I'm adopted Jamaican. No. <laughs> my mom's from Guyana. My father's from Trinidad. Yeah, it, I got it bad. I'm sorry. I, I thought one bad. was bad enough. No, two one is was bad oh gosh, very extra. <laughs> my stepfather's very, Jamaican, so yeah, oh, very extra. He raised me from and five. my husband is Jamaican, so mm. uh, you know my kids are you know little, little Caribbean mutts. Um, <laughs> it's all good. It's all you call good. Triniakian. Well, I don't know what you call it, but all the flags are up at my house. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> we raise those high, those very high. Those flags yes. go up real high in the house. So yeah, we we have all that. So yeah, that's our other little common uh, thing. 
And one day we'll tell y'all the the story within Our the story. Two degrees of separation. Oh, yeah, two degrees of separation. <laughs> Very strange. Super strange. I'm sure I bet you it was. Now, I never thought about the bus thing now, but now that you said that, I'm like, wow, we were really orbiting each other. For it was destiny. Long, it was yes. meant to be. We were going to meet each other Isn't whether it? we wanted to or not. <laughs> Whether we wanted to or not. Mm. All right, so that's our. Allow me, if you will, to indulge with verbal skill into a scene about the feeble minded scheme. Some that's how it was. This is how it is. You got to keep it real when you deal with them Brooklyn. That's how.